Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Genesis 19 and 20. It's one thing to read about something that happens far, far away or long ago. It's another thing when something hits closer to home, right? You read about a natural disaster in another part of the world. You don't care nearly as much, frankly, as if it happens somewhere close to you or it affects people that that you love. Well, the, the same can be true sometimes in how we experience the Bible. Sometimes we read about things that seem very, very long ago and very, very far away, but sometimes those things hit closer to home, even in the content of what is said. Today's passage, particularly Genesis 19, I think should hit closer to home than we realize. I think in some ways, just by reading this, it will hit closer to home than perhaps it would have even 10 or 20 years ago. But I'm afraid that it still doesn't hit close enough to the home of our hearts and that we don't walk away warned enough by what goes on here in Genesis 19. So let's look at Genesis 19. Genesis 19, I think, has become even a more well-known passage of Scripture because it is the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah here in this chapter. And what I want us to see is that we should not just view this as interesting. We should not just view this as something long ago or far away. We need to see how this uh, really comes to bear on not just our culture, but here's the thing, on our own hearts. That's where we need to be careful. Uh, So the two angels that were with the Lord and visited Abram, it seems, or Abraham, uh, they go down to Sodom and they meet Lot, who is sitting there in the gate, and Lot invites them home, and they say, no, we're going to spend the night in the town square, but Lot insists, and we'll we'll see why maybe Lot insisted, because he takes them into his home, and before they are going to bed, it says that the men of the city, both young and old, all the people to the last man surrounded the house. And they called to Lot, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them. So here they are demanding that these men be brought out for the sake of their own sexual pleasure, a a very perverted and also, frankly, violent. I, I mean, this is messed up on so many levels, what we see here. And Lot, he tries to make a compromise with them by offering up his two daughters to them. And they refuse this. And even they refuse that they act as if Lot is being insubordinate. Lot is just out of control. Why would Lot do this? Look at what they say. This fellow came to sojourn and he has become the judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. So they're threatening Lot. This is incredible wickedness. And so the men, the angels, they grab Lot, bring him into the house, and they strike with blindness the men who are in the city. And even that does not cause them to give up. They wear themselves out groping for the door. And now we see these men, these angels, 
speaking very clearly to Lot to get out, that the city is going to be destroyed. And we, we see that that doesn't go well because his sons-in-law, they don't go because they think he's joking. They don't even take him seriously. And so you, you see even Lot, he struggles to leave in verse 16 after the angels have warned him again to take his wife and his daughters and to leave. He lingered. And it says, so the men seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand, the Lord being merciful to him. And they brought him out and set him outside the city. So even to leave, God had to show mercy to Lot. I don't think that's probably without any connection, perhaps to the prayers of Abraham. But God shows mercy to Lot and Lot ends up leaving and they run away. And then God brings the judgment. Uh, it says he rained on Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire, and he overthrew those cities. But you probably already know this part, verse 26, but Lot's wife behind him looked back and she became a pillar of salt. And he goes and he, and then we see this unfortunate tale of him and his daughters where his daughters come up with a, frankly, perverse idea to sustain the lineage of the family. And so it's a very, very sad chapter in Genesis 19. But what I want us to see, even though this was long, long ago in societies very different from ours, I want us to see how it hits closer to home than we might think. I remember teaching on this passage, uh, even not that long ago, over a decade ago. So a bit of time, but not anything crazy. And I felt differently. Like I felt like I had to try to show people, Hey guys, our society isn't that far from the track that Sodom and Gomorrah seem to have been on. But even in the last 10 to 15 years, I feel like I need to work less to make that point. It seems much more obvious even now in the year 2024 of some of the perverse, uh, desires of our culture and how those are becoming more and more embraced and celebrated. Um, We see these things all over the place. So we should not just view Genesis 19 as, oh, well, man, that was for some distant place. No, our society is embracing more and more the kinds of things that led to the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. As one pastor put it, if God doesn't judge America, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. God most certainly is not pleased by the increasingly perverse uh, nature of our society and how these things are praised. So I don't feel like even I have to make that point as strongly to you today as I would have uh, 15 or 20 and then certainly even more 30 or 40 years ago. But here's the thing. If that's all we walk away with, oh man, our society is kind of heading this direction then I don't think we've let this text hit close enough to home. We need to not just be aware of how this text might speak to our society. We need to be aware of how this text should speak to us. Did you see Lot in this passage? Lot lingered. The angels had to show mercy to him just to get him out of the city. It seems as if the angels were not there. Lot might not have made it out. And then Lot's wife, she turns and she looks back and 
She turns into a pillar of salt. And then uh, Lot's daughters, well, they seem to have been affected by the perverse nature of the community in which they were living. So I want you to take Genesis 19 to heart, not just perhaps to step up your prayers for our society and for God to show mercy, but to step up the protection of your own heart. Lot was living in Sodom, but it seems that the real, the biggest problem, I do think that was a problem. The biggest problem was Sodom had begun to live in in Lot and in his wife and in his daughters, that the ways of this place that they were living began to affect how they thought, how they viewed things, and even the desires of their hearts. And so that's the warning I think we should all take from this. Jesus would eventually use Lot's wife as a reminder saying, remember Lot's wife. And I think we need to hear that warning. We need to remember Lot's wife and check our own hearts. Are there ways that I am letting the sinful society that I live in start to shape my desires, shape my thoughts, shape my values? No, I I don't want to let that happen. I don't want the world to start getting a foothold in my heart. So check your hearts today in light of this. And even just think of what the scripture identifies as the love of the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, the pride of life. These things seem to have run rampant and consumed the society in Sodom and Gomorrah. What are those things doing in your heart? And are you fighting back? At those things. Even the, the sexual immorality that we see running more and more rampant through our society, I don't think that's where it all begins. It begins with more and more people allowing immoral thoughts, immoral things in front of their eyes. And the more and more people give them over, give themselves over to their lusts, the more and more perverse those lusts will become. So even though you might not feel like your temptation or your sexual sin is as blatant as someone else's, if you are letting that into your heart in any way, you are walking on the path of Sodom and Gomorrah. So we need to be warned by this text today, and each one of us needs to examine our own hearts and guard ourselves from the world taking a foothold in our hearts. Now, Genesis 20 tells What unfortunately is becoming a familiar story, it sounds very much like when Abram goes to Egypt. Now, Abraham is going to this area ruled by Abimelech, and again, he tells Sarah to say that she is his sister, and again, God bails Abraham out. In this case, he Uh, appears to Abimelech in a dream and rebukes him for what has happened. And even Abimelech still blesses Abraham, and Abraham is supposed to uh, pray for Abimelech, which happens, and God heals Abimelech. But I mean, one thing that might be good to think through this is, what kind of witness was that to Abimelech? Hey, this guy that's a prophet, what is he doing to me? Look at what he even says to Abraham, he says to Abraham in verse 9, What have you done to us? And how have I sinned against you that you have brought on me and my kingdom a great sin? You have done to me things that ought not to be done. Abraham, through his fear, acts in a way that tarnishes his witness towards this man. This man now feels injured by 
Abraham, but God protects Abraham. And like we said, when we looked at him earlier in Egypt, there is comfort that comes from that, that even in our foolishness, the mercy of God still provides some protection for us. But that should not cause us to become careless or complacent. We should be warned by these things. Man, I don't want to sully my witness because of my fear that leads me to do things that God would not want me to do and and unfortunately drag others uh, into that with me, like Abraham here does with Abimelech. But we see a a continued story of God's faithfulness to Abraham that I hope encourages our own faith. But as you read about Sodom and Gomorrah, don't let this just be some distant tale from a distant land. This is uh, the truth of God's word that should be a warning to our society for the path that it is on. But it should also be a warning to each and every one of us to guard our hearts. May we all remember Lot's wife. And may we all be vigilant to not let the world get a foothold into our hearts. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.